Hello everybody and welcome to Cast of Us. I'm your host James. Joining me every week, Sammy. Hey everyone, how's it going? In this show, we will keep you up to date in the latest in gaming and pop culture news as well as going into an in-depth, spoiler-filled discussions throughout the episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Spoiler-filled? Oh boy. Welcome to episode one. I'm James. And this is Sam. So man, episode one, how are you feeling about it? Uh, feeling alright. Um, it's uh, been a while since we recorded and uh, it's good to dust off the cobwebs again and dust off these mics <laughs> and yeah. get back into the swing of things. Yeah. yeah, it's good to get back. Yeah, good to be doing something other than being stuck in the house for <laughs> for weeks on end. Hmm. Yeah, another nice and cold night in Melbourne. Nothing better than that. <laughs> Same old Melbourne weather. I think when we first started originally, it was middle of winter. Started getting sick, and now it's sort of same thing might happen. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. When it's not gloomy cold weather, it's rainy cold weather, and the occasional scorching hot day, which nobody's prepared for, and it's suddenly back to freezing cold weather. The best. Yeah. Easy to manage, I reckon, mm. cold weather. Well, got the heater set up for you here, keeping you nice and warm. Always got it here. I love this heater. It's probably older than us, but it does the job, and it does a damn good job <laughs> until it sets fire and... Kills us all. Yeah, it's one of those ones that would burn a house down back in the 80s. Yeah, probably wouldn't pass the safety standards now, but that's what makes it so unique. Actually does a fucking good job. <laughs> yeah. Other than these bloody lukewarm heaters that... <laughs> get to 25 degrees and turn off when they get too hot. Yeah, this one just... Just keeps going. Yeah, you can literally like roast a marshmallow over this and it'll do just as good a job as a, an open roaring fire. And how you been? How you doing? Yeah, doing great. Uh, been trialing out the new PS Plus games lately. Oh, yeah. Found myself stuck in City Skylines, which is crazy addictive. Like a bit of a Sim City. Yeah, you just got to plan the way you want the city to be and go from there. Yeah. Recommend getting on it. I um yeah, I miss the old Sim City games. Um, I remember vividly Sim City. I think it was two thousand. Um, back, back on PC. In, yeah, yeah. Back in the old um, primary school days, might have been grade three or four or something like that. And like that was like, you know, like the best thing ever. Like this is so cool, and this top-down view of coloured squares and these squares representing massive buildings. Yeah, it's like wow. You got to really use your imagination back then. But yeah, a lot has changed in those style of games since. I guess, as you said, like mid-90s, early 2000s, and it's gone from being just really click and place to actually having to plan out and, yeah. Yeah, there's a bit change. more management involved with this one. Can you, can you still, like, um, do the, like, disasters, natural disasters on call? Like, if you want to just send in a hurricane or a tornado or a volcano, you could just click a button and... No, nah, I don't think they have that option. But no. I've had a lot of house fires start in, like, massive... Um, Huge estates I've put together just to keep buildings 
away from industrial estates and <laughs> yeah, there's always fires and robberies. Just got to make sure we got a good fire department and police department close by. <laughs> Do you know what that reminds me of? Just quickly, um, the other Sim City, The Sims. Yeah. Um, the uh, notorious you install or you purchase the really cheap shitty fireplace and then you put a whole bunch of cheap shitty chairs or furniture <laughs> nearby and then just like get them to light a fire and go to bed and then just speed up the clock a little bit and boom away yeah. she goes and the just, chain reaction throughout the house and <laughs> just watch the first one catch fire and just like yes <laughs> and then the people get up out of bed and they're just screaming with like a little bubble above their head like ah <laughs> just watch them burn you're like oh, okay now you're an ash pile yeah and there's like this permanent urn inside the living room <laughs> for the rest of the game and they come back and haunt the rest of the family yeah what assholes <laughs> i always found the easiest way to do that was uh get a pool with a ladder yeah. put them in the pool go for a swim delete the ladder and just be like all right they run out of energy eventually <laughs> there's no logic to just climb out of the pool like everybody else does i gotta swim forever <laughs> It's almost like um, uh, deleting the letterbox and you can't get any bills. Oh, I wish that was the case. No, it's all emails. <laughs> yeah, just delete your computer. <laughs> I just thought that would cause some sort of paradox, but... <laughs> oh, the good old days. It just shows um, a little bit of a glimpse into our... Background? About our background and our like psychosis. and Does it make us psychopaths in a way? Yeah. Gamers. Yeah. We're a little bit questionable of our um, psychiatric levels, I don't imagine. <laughs> However you put it. <laughs> so what brought you into gaming and everything we plan to discuss? Well, started me. Yeah. Like, all that. Um, that's yeah, it's a long time ago. I um, I know I, I picked up a, an NES from my auntie and uncle. That was my first um, step into the actual... Nintendo video game proper consoles um, but actually when I think about it before that I had an Atari I can't remember what model they're all the same to me like the, the cartridge and the top and um, pretty much the whole thing is like use your imagination to you know make sense of the games I had another one I, I just can't remember what what order these are in it was definitely the Atari before the NES but I also had um Asteroid is the one that the ship in the middle, and you just you you turn around and shoot all the in oncoming incoming. Yeah, asteroids. Yeah, <laughs> the ship that have in the middle, and you shoot all the oncoming asteroids. That's the one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I had it on this um, this uh, it looks kind of like your arcades, James, but like this tiny little I don't know the name of it. I'll have to kind of look it up and get back to you next time. But it was like very primitive, and I kind of wish I held on to it because it'd be you know, kind of worth something now. Yeah. But yeah, so I started off on Nintendo and Super Nintendo. I skipped the N64, went to PlayStation, and then just been Sony from then on in. That's my journey, really. I, I think there's a few missing chapters there, but that's the groundwork's there. Long and short of it. Yeah. What about yourself? Like, what's... I don't think you were. No, nah, we weren't. We didn't have person. any consoles when I was growing up. I think the first thing I ended up getting was a Game Boy Pocket, and then that was when they got released. The first game I actually sort of remember playing on that was Pokemon. So I guess around the time when that was released, I got that, and then I never really had a console till oh, I bought a PS2 for myself when they got really cheap. 
Yeah, and I that was that. sort of when I got back into gaming, I guess, more so. And then since then, I've been PlayStation ever since as well. Yeah. Well, I remember when I first met you in primary school, you had the Game Boy Color. But yeah, I remember um, when you got a PS2 and I remember you um, you got Vice City and we were always just messing around in that. Not Vice City. Um, Three and San Andreas. San Andreas. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Same sort of pretty much thing that came it's out. Same, the same thing. Yeah, same time. <laughs> Fuck, I miss those games. Yeah, it was a good time. Like, all sit around the TV and it's like, all right, you play until you get killed or arrested. And you just, everyone would go nuts and just do whatever they want for like 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah. And it's like, as soon as you die, it's like, all right, your turn. And the whole split screen thing as well, like. Well, not GDA, but yes, yeah, split screen in general. Yeah, like when you were talking about like all oh, multiplayer and stuff like that, you had to have a console with, um, you know, four controllers. Obviously, you have to have your own controllers now, but, you know, like. It brought people together. Yeah, like it's, I, I kind of miss those days. And, you know, when you think about it now, it's like, that's pretty hard to kind of focus your attention on a smaller section of your screen and, you know, and not cheat by watching the other person's screen. But, <laughs> you know, back then you didn't know any better and it was um, kind of, well, it was really cool. If you were lucky enough to have, I don't know, some sort of, I think the later consoles had the LAN connection. So you can play on like separate TVs in the in different rooms. And I remember setting that up with uh, the PS3 one time we're playing Call of Duty Black Ops. Yeah. We had someone in one room and then someone in another room. There was like a group of about 10 of us, I think, just split up and, yeah, competing against each other just for the hell of it. Yeah. yeah. Pretty fun night. Plenty of drinks. I miss that now, but, um, I mean, like, the convenience of playing on um, like exist- uh, current consoles now is, is pretty good. Yeah, you can just sit on the couch while the other person's online at their house, probably not wearing pants. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Convenient, but, like, it... Yeah, like that old charm of all being huddled around the one TV, like that's um, it's a it's a cool thing. Like you haven't really lived and experienced the proper age of gaming if you haven't gone through something like that. Yeah, I think it's something the younger kids that are all on Fortnite aren't going to understand or appreciate. Can you imagine Fortnite with um, split screen like that? It'd be so annoying, and imagine all the sound effects going off. It'd just be Oh, it gives me a headache already. Just thinking about it. Oh, well, all the fights that would break out. Like, there's so <laughs> many that would break out back, like, on N64 and stuff, but that game seems to bring out the worst in what kids are now. Yeah, and, like, you call us old men, and we are old men, but Fortnite is just shit house. Like, it is. Like, every single ratbag kid is on that, and uh, the kids have developed such a, a shitty attitude now, and you see bloody... 10-year-olds cursing old people at the shops. It's like, where did this where did this language come from? Where did this disrespect. attitude... Disrespect. Yeah, where did this disrespect, this attitude come from? I remember when I was, you know, probably 16, 17, like, I wouldn't even dream about telling an older person to fuck off or... I still don't really. <laughs> so, um... No, he's got more respect for people than yeah. these little shits these days. Yeah. Not saying every little kid is a dickhead, but... It just seems like there's much more of them now. Um, but, like, you know, I guess when we were that age, were we dickheads compared to the older generation? I, I, in I, our own way. Yeah. I feel like in a kind of biased sense that the younger generation now have a lot have a lot more easier when it comes to... Well, they have an easier way of spreading it throughout the internet where yeah. we didn't have that sort of shit available to us back then yeah like the phones and stuff now like anybody can become a, a youtube streamer or even a podcaster what a twist <laughs> yeah. 
uh, we're no good at podcasting either. Like, we're still kind of uh, strangers to the technology, but you know, we make it work. But now, like, you have these kids who it blows my mind how they can just make like a, a YouTube video of them playing Fortnite and all of a sudden be generating millions of dollars in revenue. I know. It's like I want that. <laughs> it's like how? It's just like it's just. I sometimes like look at some of these videos and I just think there's nothing involved. It's just some kids screaming and going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And there's no sustenance. There's no value behind it. There's, there's no no creativity. It's yeah, just it's just them being little shits. Yeah, it's just the luck of the draw. And all of a sudden, like, you know, um, someone will share that video and then they'll, everyone will be tuned into the one channel. And once they get enough, like a lot of followers and it just grows from there. But like, these other these big time YouTubers like I don't see anything valuable and a lot of them are just such a bad influence on kids as well like they just encourage them to be dickheads yeah even more yelling back at their parents and stuff yeah be a shithead and be a millionaire that's what they're all aiming for yep but I'm sure like as we're old men we don't <laughs> we don't see it um, eye to eye but yeah that's just how we see it from a high level and it sucks <laughs> yeah stupid it's out of hand a bit <laughs> yeah but um yeah that's our opinion on <laughs> the young generation yep well the good thing about us older gamers they're starting to remaster a lot of i guess the older games you'd play all the time which yeah will bring us to the news <laughs> hey james do you like skateboarding do you like 90s music? They're remaking Tony Hawk, Skater 1 and 2, which is French for 2. Un de... No, I'm wrong. Un de... <laughs> anyway, moving on. James, Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remastered. Does that excite you? Yeah. It excites me too. Um, and we've recently seen uh, a trailer that's come out and it looks spectacular. Well, it's bringing back the original uh, maps and skaters and uh, even the songs, which I think all the songs are coming back. Um, I guess pending copyright and all those sorts of conditions, uh, which will be out on the Xbox, PC, and the PlayStation. Anyway, James, what do you think about that? Uh, looking forward to it. Mm. Those first two games are probably my favorite Tony Hawk games. I've played the shit out of two. I haven't really played much of one since probably back in the 90s. Yeah. Because just the, I don't know, the big change between one and two was significant enough not to really go back to one. So I'm looking forward to what they do with the remake of what they're doing with one and two. What about yourself? Yeah, look, um, same as you. Uh, Number two is probably, um, well, obviously a lot better than the uh, predecessor. But I remember playing um, the demo disc of number one over and over and over again on the uh, warehouse level, and I thought it was so good. Going back to it now, like it looks very, very blocky, but it still has that kind of um, vintage charm, you could say, to it. And um, looking forward to seeing the remake of it, and hopefully getting a bit more play out of the first one as much as the second one. Um, but as far as like maps go, like number two, like I think it was school. Uh, the hangar pretty much like whenever you load up the game it's like the first level that comes included you got to unlock the rest of it but everyone used to play the hangar and i think pretty much everyone our age will be professionals at it 
<laughs> and I know where all the secrets are. <laughs> yeah, I could do it right now and do the entire hangar checklist in one run. Yep. And um, you get the board that comes with it too when you pre-order. Yeah, there's a pre-order where you can um, actually get the skateboard deck, but it's quite expensive and I don't think I'll go that option. I might just stick with the game. Yeah. yeah it just depends. Like, if it was all, like, signed by Tony Hawk himself, not an actual, like, you know, digital print, like, signature, I'd probably get it if it was authentic. Well, yeah, you'd think they would since it is a limited release and you might only have to sign... 500 of them which i guess most people sort of would with stuff like that with like vinyls and so on yep so yeah it could have been an option but then i guess the price would be a lot more because he's getting pretty old yeah well it's probably him going hey i need some more money quick re-release my games (laughs) well it's good that they're bringing back all the old skaters from the first two and they've actually remapped the characters of them as as they look today so they all look like completely run-down surfer dudes yeah. slash girls, and it just looks so weird. <laughs> Makes me feel, like, so old now. Yeah. I'll have, like, a walking frame <laughs> instead of a skateboard on wheels. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. I feel like um, there's going to be an option where you can switch back to the original look of it. So you can play new format, or old yeah, which I, I think that would be a good touch yeah like you don't have to make any sort of changes to the old game just whack the files in there I guess and do that if that's easy enough did they do that with Crash Bandicoot do you know because I don't think I ever bought that game on the remake remaster no I think it was just pretty much a new game okay so I think pretty sure it's the same company doing the remaster as they did with Crash Bandicoot oh okay so, yeah, I was going to say if they had added it to that, then there's a high chance they'd do it with Tony Hawk, Pro Skater, but who knows? I think it's no. I think Crash didn't have that option, but I don't know if it's... I'm like 99% confident that it was just all the new uh, new style. I don't know what I'm thinking of that would revert back to the old classic, but, I mean, it's a nice touch. Um, I definitely welcome that. Um, be good to kind of go back and back and forth between the two. And it wouldn't be much disk space, I'd imagine. I think the games are like... Well, I had to fit on a CD-ROM, which was 700 meg, and I think they take up maybe 500 meg. Yeah. Which is a rock for a current-gen game. Yeah, it's a couple of songs and <laughs> yeah. a couple of photos, and that's it. So, yeah, it just depends if they uh, if they do that. But, yeah, it'd be um, a good concept to have. Uh, but, yeah, coming out later in the year and September 4th September 4th which is feels like a a long way away but it's we're already halfway through the year already and 2020 being a drag that it is for um certain reasons um definitely definitely um a positive something to look forward to yeah definitely a tick against the the (laughs) extensive amount of crosses for this year (laughs) <laughs> who lives in a pineapple under the sea the cast of spongebob squarepants is reuniting for a virtual table read the show okay. launched in 1999 and aired 12 seasons wow i um i like spongebob like i i'll watch it if it's on like regular tv now and because it's kind of it's got a couple of adult jokes there's a fair bit of adult, adult yeah. humor throughout it 
and I and I appreciate that because it keeps like um, you know, kids entertained and also keeps adults entertained, and even some of like the the childish storylines, like are still pretty enjoyable as an adult to watch as well. But I kind of like miss the boat, no pun intended, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, with SpongeBob, like I um, I remember it starting um, back in '99. But um, I don't remember like watching it vividly. It was just kind of like one of those things, like The Simpsons. If it's on, you might watch it, but as a background show. But I watched one of the movies, um, probably end of last year, and I thought it was quite funny. Yeah, I watched both the movies. They're pretty good. Yeah. With uh, what they're doing, the table read, they got fans able to vote for their favorite scenes. They've got like a select few over at Nick Play, and yeah, the cast will reenact those doing a live virtual table read, which would be pretty interesting. That'd be good. Have you ever? Um, I have seen one clip online where they're talking to the um, the voice cast, and I don't know if it's true or not, but they they claim that there's a there's a recording of them like swearing and carrying on like they made like an episode with like full on adult themes, and um, they're like saying it is so locked up. This recording is never getting released. You will never hear it. Um, imagine that imagine like Spongebob going like to Mr. Krabs like you know you fucked me over with my pay all this time you fuckhead and <laughs> and then like, you know like Squidward he's the kind of character that really wants to call everyone like a fuckhead and yeah I could see him abusing the shit out of everybody <laughs> yeah and um, yeah like every every character on that show could potentially be very crude and but um, yeah that's it's um not take away from the fact that it's um, a very clever show, like for a kid's show, at least. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, so they'll be doing that this June, something to look forward to. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of um, more remakes of old classics, did you ever play uh, Paper Mario on N64 or see? I remember it, but I never actually it? played it. Yeah, I, I kind of missed the boat on this one as well, but you know, I've heard that it's... Um, one of the classics or one of the must-have uh, titles mm. for N64, and I've I've seen like um, a couple of let's plays of it, and then like it seems pretty clever, like a nice good sort of art style. Um, which brings me to like um, the the new edition for the next-gen console, which is the Origami King Paper Mario Origami King. Well, I shouldn't say next-gen. <laughs> Current gen. <laughs> it's something that we we don't we know, and Nintendo don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, hang on, hang on. This is the perfect. Uh, we do know what Nintendo don't. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, we're gonna get sued by <laughs> Nintendo and Sega. Sega. <laughs> what I was going to say was um the new franchise game, not the uh, new <laughs> new console. <laughs> I mean, there probably is a new Nintendo console coming, but um Mario. Origami King, Paper Mario Origami King. I was going to say Mario Party, but there's already like 30 of those games. What do you think? Reckon it's a hit or a miss? Uh, there's a possibility I'll buy it. It looks pretty interesting. Like watching the trailer uh, showing this new ability called the Thousand Fold Arms ability. So his arms like sort of fold out and you use that to interact with the environment to find like little secrets and yeah, it helps you to solve some of the puzzles. So it looks pretty fun. Yeah. But it'd be one of those games like... It, will probably come out when there's a lot already to play, so I'll eventually get it, but no real time telling when. 
Yeah, it'd be one of those lost in a sea of games to play. But yeah, if it's on the Switch, I would imagine that would be quite interactive. Mm. Especially the sort of... Using the Joy-Cons? Yeah, yeah. It'd be um, You'll get the Joy-Cons and detach them from the uh, console and you'll... I Swing am, your arms around yeah, the room you'd be and hit to, people. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be able to like kind of not literally fold your arms out in a thousand folds, <laughs> but you'd be able to like kind of maneuver the way Mario moving the game. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. And it kind of like um, is on the the uh, lines of um, Mario Maker Two with the latest updates. Which, um, if you're familiar with that, they've now incorporated the Super Mario Brothers Two theme to it okay like um if you've seen a like a bit of a let's play of it so you obviously start off as your regular mario and you pick up the um the mario 2 mushroom and it kind of converts everything into the mario brothers theme too um like an example would be you know how you can like just ride on the top of enemies you can do that in the game now like once you have that mushroom power enabled and you can like grab enemies pick them up and throw them around so quite a good update yeah, another one of those games where it came out when there was other things I was playing. I'm like, oh, I'll get that eventually. Like, it would be fun to make your own little maps, but I don't think I could sit there and play that as much as some people have and created some of these amazing looking puzzles, I guess, you got to solve to get through the, the map. Yeah, I mean, like, for myself, I'm far from creative. <laughs> um, so this type of thing will just fall short of me, but... Happy to play um, other maps, um, which people have created, so it could be a lot of fun in that sense. Um, but one more thing to twist your arm uh, for getting that game, they also released a Zelda update. So if you remember the Zelda from the old NES, there's now like a, a mode you can do with that. Like So again, you start off as a regular Mario, you get like the mushroom or the sword, and you turn into Link, the <laughs> old side-scrolling the top view one. Top view one. And um, you can, like, use bombs and <laughs> shoot cool. the swords and stuff. And there's all different, like, themes and stuff. And it's very technical the way you use Link to solve some of the um, the puzzles in the game. So, because I know you're a big fan of Zelda. so Good good franchise. Yeah, yeah. But yes, um, <laughs> steered away from Paper Mario pretty quick on that one, didn't we? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't think we really had much experience playing it. That's why. No, but just something that caught our eye and... Um, if you're a fan, then um, that could be worth getting. Well, speaking of fans worth getting, uh, the official Snyder Cut of the Justice League has been announced and will be streaming on exclusively to HBO Max in 2021. Uh, just days before, I saw Jason Momoa post something on his uh, Instagram, I think it was. He's the guy that plays Aquaman. Yep. Uh, yeah, pretty much pleading to Warner Brothers just to release the movie. Well, as he says... We're just sitting around doing nothing. Fucking release the Snyder Cut, am I right? Exactly. Release the Snyder Cut. Release the fucking Snyder Cut. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like, what are we waiting for? There's some goodies in there. I'm just gonna go ahead and put it out there, so hopefully, you know, generally the shit I put out there comes true. Let's hope it does. Release the fucking Snyder Cut, baby! A day later, they announced that it's gonna come out, which would be interesting. It might save the whole DC universe. It might make it worse. Because you remember going to see that movie in the cinema. Yeah, and I remember calling it um, Just Ass League because <laughs> it was literally ass. Yeah, it um, went all over the place. Yeah, like, this wasn't a good film. Like, I I didn't hate it. Uh, but yeah, I sat down and watched um, 
Justice League on Netflix. I think it was Netflix. And, like, I could watch it, but, like, it kind of plays along the same lines as um, Batman and Superman, where it's just kind of like, oh, this is just... It could have been so much better. Could have could have been so much better, but it's just kind of really so-so compared to most of the Marvel films around that time. Yeah, Marvel really knocked it out of the park the way they planned it and actually built up to what they'll trying to accomplish where dc just sort of said yeah let's release well in a way let's release the avengers first and then tell the backstory of this person and then keep going ahead with all this other crap and just seemed really out of place they needed to slow down and i guess show more of the characters developments before they made the justice league i reckon yeah could have totally just taken their time with it and like why why rush and release the same avengers style movie at the same time as marvel then it's kind of like you've got a lot of competition you know mm. release it when you're ready release it when it's when all the backstory is properly done and you know you've got the whole cinema time to yourself you don't have to worry about competing with you know the avengers films or whatever's out at the time kind of get the market when marvel's taking a break or something <laughs> yeah well after seeing Man of Steel, I was like, oh, was, I actually really enjoyed that movie. A lot of people still didn't really like that one. And yeah, when that came out, I'm like, oh, I really hope this goes well. Like, They're changing up the characters, making it more of a darker tone to everything, which I guess pissed a lot of people off. But it made it unique in a way because Marvel couldn't go that dark because of the whole Disney thing, even though I guess Disney hadn't brought them back then. But they're trying to keep it more for kids, where DC seemed more of an adult to late teenager sort of genre mm. yeah like man of steel i thought that was all right yeah, and like yeah same as you um i copped a lot of backlash and i just thought well there's a lot of other dc films that deserve more of a backlash than man of steel but okay like suicide squad yeah and um pretty much it made me want to commit suicide when i was watching that after watching that so <laughs> we got through about 20 minutes of that movie yeah i turned it off and we haven't watched it since i watched it again for shits and giggles and the story is just awful like it's if you ever wanted to watch something that was just cheaply written and poorly put together you'd listen to us but if you wanted to watch <laughs> a, a movie on a on a on a larger scale then yeah look no further than suicide squad so i would have um, been happy to take half of that money and write it myself yeah and like you had access to um some good characters there some obviously not of the mainstream but you know, still, like you could have, you could have made anything you want out of that because the expectation of those characters, not many people would have. Well, speaking of yeah. the characters, I know, like with back to Marvel, they can't use specific characters at the time, like because of Fox and Sony owning different licensing, like X Men and Spider Man and so on. Does DC have any issues like that, or are they free to use any of their characters, like with Warner Brothers? I'm not quite sure. I honestly don't know. I feel like they're just kind of going the safe route and doing the ones that are like Superman and Batman and the Flash is like their mm. primary characters and slowly bringing in these other characters that may not be as well known like Shazam and, and I think is it, is it Black Adam that's coming up next? Um, no, I've got no idea. Something or something. Like they've had like these smaller characters but they've always had a bigger hero to kind of hang out with at the time so that it kind of 
get your attention. It's like, oh, look, Aquaman. Nobody really likes Aquaman. But hey, look, he's with Batman and Superman in this uh, one film. So yeah, they'll get everyone involved. The one thing that DC have done right is the uh, television side of things. I remember when Arrow came out and like didn't really know anything about that character and so on. And yeah, first two seasons like was so good. But I didn't end up watching after that because that's when they tied in and did uh, The Flash. And ended up just watching The Flash instead and then just watching the crossover episodes with that one. But that's what I found weird. They've got the movies with The Flash and then the TV series with The Flash. They don't really need to make a Flash movie in a way because they've already explained so much who the character was in the TV series. Mm. But it's a completely different thing, which is weird. But they actually tied it all in. <laughs> I'm rambling so much now. They tied it all in together in the TV series, The Multiverse. So they brought in some of the characters from the movies into the TV show as like a little special guest. But they're from, say, Earth. I don't know what the DC one is. Like, say, Earth 616 or whatever. And they're from Mm. Earth 2. And yeah, so I found that pretty genius, the way they made that work together. So something to look forward to to see if they continue that. It is a good thing. Um, Like, if you're a, um, a vivid fan and you can pick up on that type of thing, but if you're just kind of like... General hey, public. Yeah, general public. And all of a sudden you see like a different actor playing this character. And you go, oh, come on. Like, what, what's the, the the different actor, actress now? You know, like, what's going on? But yeah, like like the way you explained it, like if that's the case, then yeah, it makes more sense. Like to me, I had no idea. Yeah, it gives them more freedom to kind of like, dick why, around. <laughs> why is it a different character now? <laughs> I don't know. It's um science. Yeah. It seems like they are doing the right thing with the T V shows, but just with film, yeah, kind of leave it to Marvel or just actually take your time. <laughs> like, who's my favourite animated family? <laughs> They're not my favourite animated family. Who's your favourite animated family? I don't have one. <laughs> Did you know that Disney Plus have finally fixed a major fan complaint? to do with your favourite animated family. About fucking time. And for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, it's The Simpsons. Everybody's favourite family. Well, <laughs> that we're forced to uh, accept, I guess. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Well, they're the only, like, family... and not, Well, not not the only animated family, but probably the only decent one to watch. I don't really rate Family Guy or... Well, you didn't really... Did you grow up watching Simpsons, like, on a nightly basis, though, or did you just watch it now and then? Um, I've been watching it for probably... Like, I was I was late to the party with it. Like, I remember watching it with um my, like, my older sisters, but then I had, like, a bit of a hiatus where we just didn't watch it. Um, But got back into it probably early... Well, no, probably, probably late primary school. Um, So you've kind of been on board for a while, but it's... um. It's kind of one of those shows now that plays in the background, but also the background is now displayed in widescreen and yeah. not in um. The, what 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 do you call that? The uh, not letterbox. Uh, the sixteen nine format. Yeah, where it's like the the black bars on the side of the screen. So, well, it used to be the four three aspect ratio, hmm. which was the original, I guess, animation style of it. Which, when you watch on a current television, it will be cropped, or not cropped, it will contain the black bars on the side, as you mentioned. Mm. But now, when they released it on Disney+, Plus, the first 19 seasons and some of the 20th season uh, have been cropped completely, so it cuts out the top and bottom, 
So in a way, it's sort of like zooming in on a photo and it'll sort of get rid of the top and bottom. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they released it like that, which took out a lot of, I guess, the visual gags that would pop up on the screen and it would crop out some little things. And I don't know, I'd always found it a pain to watch. I tried watching a couple episodes. Uh, when was that? It was back in November, released October, November. Yeah. And haven't watched a single Simpsons episode since because I cannot go to that format. So I'm glad they're releasing it in the original aspect ratio. Especially with um, the older um, episodes, like the older seasons, where, you know, stretching things out or cropping things out on a very hand-drawn kind of, like, uh, couple of episodes of seasons would make all the difference. Um, and that's kind of one aspect of the Disney Plus Simpsons that I've enjoyed. I've gone back and actually watched the first maybe it's the first four or five seasons where it's all hand drawn and it's um actual storylines where it actually happens to you in real life mm. actually has a bit of meaning behind it so you're not one of the people that are bothered by the cropped look not really but what i have noticed um disney plus cut out a lot of crude or potential adult jokes yeah that's um, annoying that they keep touching things just either buy the, that thing i guess they own it so they can do whatever mm. they want but just don't fuck with things like george lucas and star wars <laughs> that's beyond fuck now but um i can't remember the exact episode of the simpsons but i remember watching it and like one of the key points was um i think it was a bit of an adult joke and it just cut straight to something else like a whole different scene and i remember sitting there going hang on i remember this episode and i remember so-and-so said this, and um, it might be something I have to come back to and research, because like, it's, honestly, it's off, can't remember the top of my head at the moment. But I remember going, hang on, they've, they've clearly cut something out and skipped over it. Now, it doesn't make any sense. So for the sake of like a, a quick joke that's a bit, you know, bit above the, uh, above the brow... Well, I'm paying for my subscription to actually have those episodes as they were. I don't want yeah. something fucking cut up and changed yeah and if you're so concerned about you know like adult content or whatever like manage what your kids watch or put a parental lock on or yeah just don't fucking cut up something or edit something that's over 30 years old <laughs> the damage has been done <laughs> but yes um not a fan well look the the new the really new episodes of simpsons actually not too bad i try to still watch them on a semi-weekly basis when they're released like they, as you said like they're good to have on like when was it a few years ago when i was like living alone like it was my dinner meal just because i was a kid and i'd be like all right you watch the simpsons at 6 p.m while you're having dinner and i sort of got back into that stage of like just watching the simpsons while eating dinner yeah it's a very good background show to watch well speaking of a bunch of pissed off people peter the so-called animal rights organization famous for killing more animals than they save (laughs) is coming for your video games oh no what have they what are they uh taking over now what are they doing now? Animal Crossing's New Horizons. The group has staged a raid on the in-game museum, apparently, for having the nerve to trap digital fish in pixelated tanks. They do know that they're not real, yeah? They're not real fish. You'd hope so. <laughs> but this comes after countless hours of fishing and manually putting the fish in the tanks themselves. So there's sort of a big sense of irony there that they're going to do it themselves and then complain that people are doing it. You're gonna, you have to explain it to me a bit more because I've never played Animal Crossing. Like, how are they going to police your game? Like, how they, like if you're 
It's not do you, really do you them play policing online in the server. You or can something? play online and invite people to your island if you have like their friend code and stuff. Yep. But these activists, I guess, are making their islands, filling them with animals themselves, and then complaining that the animals are trapped just to prove a point that people shouldn't have animals caged up. <laughs> and they're blaming one of the characters called Blathers for telling you to do this in the game. Well, all I can say is don't invite Peter to your island. So <laughs> I think people need to get another hobby. Like, you know, it's just a fucking game. Like, seriously, like, are you that bored? Are you that sad that you have to ruin a, a fictional... <laughs> it is probably one of the nicest wholesome games i've ever seen people play and like the community is crazy like no one's like ah oh, fuck you and that there's a whole uh turnip trade going on there's discords there's facebook pages like people go crazy for this game and they're the nicest people it's like what the fuck do you need to complain about it? it's a video game you should be happy that these people aren't biting each other's heads off there's always a sad community with everything you uh play these days movies games it's um it's just the world we live in it's um the social media aspect is just giving that voice to people that probably shouldn't even have one yeah yeah which is sad like but if you can um separate yourself from that kind of stuff then fantastic but you know you can't fix stupid right not at all <laughs> you can just start a podcast <laughs> <laughs> damn right well, are you looking forward to The Last of Us 2? Yeah. Um, it's been a number of years, and uh, we've both like you know picked up the uh, PS4 remastered edition. After already completing on the PS3 like three or four times. Yeah, definitely. And um, it's such a, a fantastic story, and I'm really hoping that this one is um, going to kind of you know, deliver the same, which... From what we've seen, like in the trailers, I know you don't like to watch too many trailers. You want to be a bit more surprised. Um, but from what I've seen so far, actually it looks pretty damn good. Yeah, there's been so much backlash about it, and which I guess these people aren't familiar with the games and the way they actually are meant to be played. But I, yeah, I just try to avoid all these people. And like the whole um, uh, delaying of the game as well, and which we like, we weren't sure originally when it was going to come out. Um, and then, like, a spoiler or a, a leak was released. and then yeah, it, someone le- leaked the storyline or something. Yeah, and it forced um, the company's hand to actually release it and bring it forward. So, kind of, you're a dick for re- for leaking the story, but you're also a hero for <laughs> bringing us this game. <laughs> well, alongside the game, they're bringing out a limited edition PS4 Pro, a DualShock 4, a headset, and external hard drive. I have seen the console. I saw a photo of it. I was actually going to read the comments to see <laughs> if um, what the general uh, can sell, whatever you want, thought of it. I'm like, no, 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 no. Stay out of the comments. Stay out of the comments because you know what happens in the comments. There's some asshole who. It's either someone racist or someone spoiling something. Yeah, or it's both. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a little. I guess, late in the generation of PS4 to be releasing a, I guess, limited edition console, hopefully only a few months before the next gen comes out. So I'm not quite sure how many people are actually going to jump on this. Like I myself still have the original PS4 that came out maybe like six months after release. I haven't had an issue. I haven't really gone bothered with a slim or anything. So I don't think I'll be bothering to buy a four because I'm going to be using that money to buy a five. Yeah. 
by not a, not by a four by a pro. So it's gonna I guess be the same thing. Although I still don't like the look of the new PS5 controller if that is the controller they're gonna release. <laughs> I'm sure they'll uh, they'll uh, you know like they'll bring out a a different style. There seems to be a lot of backlash in regards to the color and the appearance of it. So hopefully now they've gone back to the drawing board and they've uh, got to bring out something, even if it's just like the original controller and just kind of use that and just modify that slightly. But we'll have to wait and see. Probably one of the biggest um, stories, of this, well, the biggest achievements or accomplishments this week would be the Empire Strikes Back turns 40 years old where were you in 1980 james uh, i i know where i would have been in 1980 <laughs> probably not an appropriate question <laughs> we, we weren't even born yet no we were not even born in 1980 so um <laughs> but yeah back in um may 21st 1980 uh the empire strikes back premiered in cinemas and probably uh goes down as one of the best sequels of all time easily easily yeah one of probably the i guess the greatest star wars films of all time as well absolutely and it's one of those films that despite being 40 years old still holds up uh to this day with its technology like there's still a couple of things that you might say looks a bit outdated but i for for myself i appreciate the the animatronics i am not put off by any of that no no neither like i find that to be more effort and that actually goes a long way with me. Um, Practical over computer generated. Absolutely. Like, I know some things you have to um, make digital, but, you know, keep that down to a minimal. Like, if you can bring in animatronics, puppets, that's always a, a tick in my books. And that's pretty much what the original uh, trilogy was famous for and great for. Like, there was so many puppets and there was so many designs and you could actually just see the effort that was put behind this and the hours and hours and hours of time and effort spent into this. And now we're rewarded with this... um... All-time classic. Yeah. That's where I like where JJ brought in uh, all the practical effects into Force Awakens, which I find that film pretty good for, I guess, as everyone's like, oh, it's just a complete rehash of the original movie, blah, blah, blah. Still had a good story and (laughs) looked amazing. Even though there was a lot of digital effects, but the practical stuff worked really well. I was happy with Force Awakens, and that set me up to be um, really excited for the Star Wars franchise. I was thinking, like, if this is going to be the beginning of the new trilogy, I can't wait for the second, and I can't wait for the next one. I feel like we're going to be in for something really great. But we were let down, weren't we? Bring in Ryan Johnson. Yeah, fucked it for the whole whole thing. Even though... Um, what was the last one? Rise of Skywalker. Uh, bringing back JJ. I actually watched it again um, since it got released on Disney Plus, and um, it's the first time I watched it since the uh, cinema release. And I, I was in such a, I had such low expectations, and for some reason the movie didn't click with me when I was watching it in the cinema, and I was almost in the, um, the mindset to walk out because I just didn't like it. But rewatching it again, um, comfort of my own home, I was okay. It did okay for um, what it had to work with, what it was set up to follow, but unfortunately it had to shove so many things into one movie. It felt very forced, and the whole no, timing no issue... No pun intended. Of, hey, there we go. I didn't even think of that. Good one. <laughs> Good pickup. 
<laughs> um, and the passing of Kerry Fisher and, you know, like the limited options he had there to, you know, like use old footage and stuff. So really everything was against JJ in this one. So he still managed to bring out something something decent, but overall it was kind of a bit of a, a letdown. You know, like probably the biggest thing for me was um what I what I wanted to see more of was when we learned that um and spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie yet, when Ray finds out that she's um Palpatine's daughter, I wanted to find out more about granddaughter. Granddaughter, sorry, yeah. <laughs> um I wanted to find out more about her parents and like I would have loved to have seen like maybe like 30, 40 minutes of the film where a bit of a flashback to, you know, like, is, I'm assuming it's Palpatine's son. I think so. So, like... I think, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Palpatine's son. Yeah, like, I'd like to see, like... But that's the thing, as you said, like, they didn't explain that in the film. You're like, well, she's a granddaughter, but is she, like, is it the daughter or the son of Palpatine or who knows? yeah. But that's the thing with Star Wars. You need to read all the extra material in the comics and the books and everything to sort of get what's going on. But I shouldn't have to. Like, I should have... If you're getting a movie where it's like... Where from the beginning it's like, hey, you Ray wants to know who her parents are. And, like, that should have been explained in the movie. But, yeah, look, you're right. Like, a lot of the extra stuff comes from the books. And if you get your hands on them, then that's that's great. Like, actually answer a lot of questions. But... For the film, I I really would have liked to have seen a flashback for you know twenty thirty minutes of um if it's Palpatine's son and like why was he trying to run away from him? What was their relationship like? Why did why did they go so sour? Why couldn't his son be a Sith Lord as well? Obviously, he had he would have had Force abilities. Why couldn't he be a Sith? You know, there's so many things that could have just gone on then, and you know they could have stayed alive like they did, didn't touch base if they were alive or dead still well what i so. sort of assumed from that was the son might not have been force sensitive or the daughter whoever it was and then they've had a kid that was strong that palpatine could feel the force and was trying to hunt her down and they knew that he was still alive after everything that happened and he's obviously killed them trying to get to her and that's yeah then the rest is history <laughs> yeah and it could have been like really cool like that and you know at least maybe they could have met up with the parents if they were still alive and it's just um just so many options they could have gone with but they went for the standard kylo ren came back from the from the dark side which we knew was going to come anyway but like it would have been that's that's still okay to have and we we're expecting that but it just didn't really give us much else it gave us a lot of um small characters that we couldn't care about i don't know that planet they went to where um was that planet? And there was Poe's love interest. Oh. Uh, What's it? Yeah, th- that's the thing. Couldn't with, care about that. With Couldn't... these new movies, I don't remember many characters, locations, name of vehicles. Then the original trilogy, like, oh, that's Hoth, or that's Tatooine, or that's Coruscant. Now it's just like, that's that's Jakku. I don't know anything else. Yeah. Like, there was nothing, no characters were memorable. Apart from the ones that like like Poe and Finn and stuff, but like yeah, you got the main three yeah. and BB-8 and like no, there's a few characters to admit, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of the ones you don't know anymore. It's like uh, like the chick Finn meets on. Okay, we go into Star Wars a lot. You'll probably find out. <laughs> we'll probably do an episode just on Star Wars. 
But yeah, with when Finn's on that planet <laughs> with the storms and he meets the whole group of deserters that were uh, stormtroopers as well, were they? Yeah. Yeah, and... I, like, there was a main chick there and I don't even know what her name is. Yeah. Did they... They, they said her name, didn't they? Maybe. I think it might have been Lando was talking to her, but at that time you were just is so Is that like... Lando's daughter? That was weird. Yeah, and then there was that really creepy... Like, Let's find out. It's like, they, what? They, like, uh, uh, like this has that cheeky grin, and when I saw it in the cinema, I was like, is he hitting on her? You sly dog. Surely, like, I'm not the only one that thinks that way. And then, like, that was just like a... Yeah, and then it clicks, like, if it is his daughter, why the fuck is he talking to her like that? Yeah, it's like... I need an adult or something, a stranger danger kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, back to Empire, since it is its 40th anniversary. Yes. Can you quote that famous line, everyone fucks up all the time? Luke, I am your father. Incorrect. That is what (laughs) everyone says. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. Like, it it, it elaborates a bit more and it goes... He He never says, Luke, I am your father. Yeah, he goes, no, I am your father. And everywhere, it's like, Luke, I am your father. It's like... It just bugs me. That is the incorrect phrase. Stop saying it. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it. But yeah, actually, that actually makes sense. Now I've said it everywhere, but obviously you can't put like that whole dialogue on a on a t-shirt or yeah. But it doesn't have to like you see t-shirts. It'd be like Luke, I am your father. Yeah, it's like just slap you on the face. No, that is wrong. <laughs> Buy a correct one. It just says no, I am your father. Well, with the 40-year release, I was reading into um, David Prowse, the actor that plays Darth Vader. Yeah. Not voice. He obviously does the voice acting throughout the movies when they're acting and so on, the movies. Uh, There was something that he actually said in Empire in that sequence because George Lucas wanted to keep the whole I'm your father a secret until they redid the recording with James L. Jones. Mm -hmm. What would you think he would have said to Luke? To try keep that a secret. After he was like, he was like, he told me enough. He told me you killed him. And he was my gay lover. <laughs> <laughs> We're both your fathers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the 2021 release. Yeah, <laughs> has to now coincide with um, LGBT or something like that. So now the original recording, I'll elaborate a little bit, was pretty much no. Obi Wan killed your father. Where do you reckon that would have sent Luke throughout the entire movies? It would have changed the whole course because in like Return of the Jedi, the whole thing was about the redemption for Anakin Skywalker and him trying to save his father. Whereas I reckon if it was Obi-Wan killed your father, Luke would have probably gone to the dark side and become, I guess, essentially Kylo Ren. Yeah, like, and I think that's probably what they um, you know, didn't want Luke to be so angry and kind of trust everyone over time instead of like hey this is the guy that murdered my dad pretty much he would never would have got off um tatooine he would have never learned to be a jedi that's already happened though i'm talking about empire man yeah i know but like <laughs> if that was kind of um new known straight away but um yeah um yeah it's actually it's a kind of like a good fan fiction to um it's like those uh comic series of what if yeah just change one little detail and it will just butterfly effect the entire thing and if they did that, like, if they, instead of doing a whole new trilogy, and if they did, like, a trilogy of, like, what-if stories, I'd be down for that, 100%. Read comics and the novels, like the old ones. You'd get some great stories in there. Yep. But imagine putting that to film. That would have been so amazing. 
I think we'll put a pin in Star Wars for now because we'll probably go on for another few hours and then break out into the prequel series yeah. trilogy. And yeah, we won't shut up. Yeah, we've got a lot to start, lot to talk about Star Wars, and yeah, that's uh, going to be a long, long episode. So, guess tune in for um, that special podcast. Thanks for tuning in this week. Yeah, thanks. If you haven't already, please subscribe and let us know what you think. We are on Twitter and Instagram, and we'll be posting, I guess, daily, weekly news and events that pop up, which interest us and hopefully interest you. Yeah. So stay tuned. Um, yeah, follow us on social media for more. Um, yeah, ask us questions, because if you ask us questions, uh, we'll be happy to answer. Probably not correctly. Um <laughs> try our best. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks guys. See you later.